These last two episodes take place in Iowa. My first note is Iowa's wide open. <laughs> wide open spaces. Wide open spaces. Wide open spaces. You told me about this one, and I thought you were talking about the other one. The yeah. other day we had a conversation. You were like, oh, that one in Iowa. I, I was know. like, right, the one with the dad. And you were like, yeah. <laughs> no, I realized later you were talking about this dad, yeah, not, yeah, the, no. not the dad next week. <laughs> anyway, we have fun here. Hey fam, join us on the Patreon. It's not just audio content anymore. There's so much video stuff up there. There's our live show from Obsessed Fest, which yes. people are loving with the Broadway dancers and the opening number. There's also the Class Action Park filmed live in Boston. Yeah, and then like all the way back, like our very first, yes. like the, when we did that Charles Manson thing, when we did the Scientology yeah, one, our, like our very, very first, first live, live show. Are you fam, our very first live show is there. You gotta go check it out. It's all the way in the Wayback Machine. There's the one time that we sat in my bedroom and recapped a single portion of an episode of Unsolved Mysteries, we filmed it on a camera phone with a selfie with stick. With a selfie stick. <laughs> we were like, that'll work, right? Is that anything? The early Patreon's the no. real down and dirty. There's one thing that you'll get in the audio that's called, it's just called Patrick laughing for two straight minutes. Did you, were you like, were literally on the floor I laughing? I fell out of the I don't know what we were like talking holding about. my microphone. I don't know what happened. Me either. But you also get over 350 full ad-free bonus apps there. Yeah, so you get the ad-free versions of these episodes on the regular feed, and yeah. then you get, like, the long-form stuff, like Bad Vegan and Relentless and Finding Andrea and that Woodstock thing we're doing Oh, now. yeah, the Gacy thing on Peacock. Yeah. The Menendez murders, the Lacey Peterson Heaven's doc. Gate, Lorena, the Jinx, the Staircase, all that Serial, stuff. Serial, it's all their episode by freaking episode, yeah. fam. There are, like, 24 episodes of Making a Murderer I if you're into so that kind of thing. Wild. Also, follow us on TikTok. It's True Crime Obsessed pod and join the Facebook group. I'm going to do two things. Okay, great. The Facebook group is True Crime Obsessed podcast discussion group on the Facey. On the, oh. On the Facey. That's weird because you just said Gacy and so now I'm like, what? The Facey doc from Peak. The Facey <laughs> doc from, yeah, that's it. You got it. Nailed it. Let's move on. All right, girl, what are we talking about today? The witch has got a little bit going on with the throaty throat. Oh, me? You. You're yeah. the only witch in here. Yeah. I have my tea, yep. <laughs> and we're just going to get through this together. It's just some allergies. I took a COVID test. It's nothing. It's allergies. Okay, great. I'm amazing. So tell me what we're talking about. Okay, great. I'm happy to. Uh, Killer Cases, Episode 9, The Farmer's Wife. 911, where is your emergency? My mom. My mom's right here on the floor. I said it had to be somebody that loved her. Is an Iowa son a seed of evil? It's a case of murder on the farm. She is gone because someone shot her. Yes, you did, Jason. And he told me that if I didn't get on the bus, that he was going to make sure I was under the bus. I asked why he didn't farm together with his dad. And his response was, I can't because my mom is a bitch. There's only two people in this world who know what happened on June 19, 2015. And one of them is dead and the other one's sitting behind me. The killer is still out there that shot her! Uh, once again, we start in Iowa, and there is not a building as far as the eye can see. No. It's just soybean fields. When did we start taking soybeans so seriously? I'm glad that we do. And let me say one more thing. Oh, my God. You're going to get them so mad. <laughs> no, 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 no. What I was going to say is this episode and the next episode has made me really, really understand how hard farming is. It's very hard. It's very dangerous. It's ve Oh, my God. In the next episode, where they show us all the ways in which you can it's die. It's very dangerous. It's wild. I just want to say I have just tons of respect and admiration for farmers. Great. We need them. Because it didn't sound like you did. No, I go. do. <laughs> But it's just like, you, you got a lot of wet up in spaces a out lot, there. A lot. That's all. So we start, and Shirley Carter is our victim. Yeah. And she was found murdered in her kitchen in her farmhouse in Iowa. We get this, like, horrible 911 call. My mom. 
Her son, Jason, found yeah. her. Her grown son who's grown married. Son. Yeah. Yes. And so speaking of Jason, we meet Jason, yeah. who's the son and prime suspect, and his wife, Shelly. Yes. And I gotta say, this is probably, for me, the most well-done episode of this series. Okay. I think this is a really well-done episode. Yeah, I would agree. So we learn about the victim. Her name is Shirley Carter. She was 67 when she was killed. She had three grown kids. She was always around the grandkids. They want to tell us she's still very active on the farm, and I, they want to get... <laughs> All right, because they say, like, she even had (gasps) her very own tractor. It's almost like they wanted to cue, like, sisters are doing it. And I'm like, can we stop? It's not shocking that she lives and works on a farm and actually knows how to do things. Can we not? A million percent. Like, I'll give give anyone medals fine for everything, but, like, she... She's just a woman on a farm who knows what she's doing and doing it well. She's I don't letting want... the women do the work. Let, oh. Let's not let's not do the whole like. Can you believe it? She had a tractor. Oh god! The farm was nine hundred acres. I looked that up. That is roughly the size of Rhode Island. Unbelievable. It's not. I'm just oh. guessing. <laughs> Walked hook line. Woo, sinker. I did it. I would have believed you. I did believe you. I wasn't. I you wasn't, get that one for free, TikTok. I wasn't even intending that to be a joke. I just, Is that how off the numbers were? That I was like, really? I, I feel, I'm feeling an ab for the first time Ooh, in a year from should, that laughter. Do this more oh often. my god! <laughs> Go for it. Does anyone know how big Rhode Island is? Anyway. Pretty big. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but in my head, I was like, before you pulled the wool from over my eyes, I was going to say, wait. Oh, my God. That was so funny. Oh, my God. Anyway, we learn that this farm is over 900 acres. That's a lot of acres. Do you know how big that is? No. I don't either. That sounds like a lot, though. And yeah, I think 900 of anything is a lot <laughs> if we're getting down to it. So we meet Bill Carter, her husband. They yeah. were married for 52 years. And Bill says, I, I never had any trouble in my life. Even when we had to get married young, we never had trouble. And then for something like this to happen in our old age, it, it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Even though we had to get married yep. young, we never had trouble. Somebody's parents made them get married. I don't know which ones did, but they did. But my question is, Bill, uh, yeah. does your firstborn know that you had to get married? Because <laughs> that's what that means. And it's also, that's a, such a stupid rule. You don't have to like be married to love a no. kid if you get pregnant. You also can like be pregnant and not stay together and do just fine raising the child. This was about 60 years ago? Come yeah, on. it's so fucking sad because he's saying that like our life, we thought it would be hard. It ended up being great. We loved each other so much. There was no trouble, and now my fucking wife is brutally murdered, and this this man, this like old farmer, is just sobbing his way through this episode. I mean, 52 years I to be with imagine. someone. So he says, Bill, the husband, is yeah. convinced that Shirley was killed by, quote, someone who loved her, just because of how her body was found. Yeah, we learn that she was found lying face up. Her hands were crossed across her chest, and her eyes were open. And he said that her legs were crossed, just like your 
chilling on the couch. He did not use those words. Also, the liberal use of the crime scene photos in this too series. Much. It's, I mean, it's disrespectful. Way, yeah, I agree. Way too much. Way too much. So adult son Jason is the one who found the body. And we meet Detective Mark. And Mark is immediately sus Mark of Jason. Mark is a shitty, shitty, shitty totally cop. Mark <laughs> is exceptionally <laughs> bad at his job. I couldn't agree more. And like, he ends up admitting it later yeah, in yes. a very bizarrely honest way. Yeah, it's... Hold tight. It, <laughs> Mark, woof. Like, let's... Yeah. People like Mark should not be doing... If you're as bad at your job, no matter what your job is, as Mark is as bad at being a cop, you yeah. shouldn't do that no, thing. No, no, I totally agree. I don't care what it is. It's why I'm not a farmer. Exactly. You, know I mean? you are as bad so... at farming as Mark is at being a cop. I would be a really bad farmer. Yeah. You know? Mark's a real bad cop. So I'm not doing that. No. No way. You're doing exactly what you're supposed to be. So Mark says... He was immediately on my radar even before I uh, arrived on the scene. My experience tells me that if, if a person goes into great detail of the crime scene, that that is abnormal. You don't do that when you just find your mother dead on the floor uh, unless they're trying to be deceitful. I assumed it was Jason before I even got on the scene. Yeah. Mark? Now, I will say, Mark is pointing out a couple of things that I don't disagree with. He's saying, like, the 911 call made by Jason is kind of suspicious. So Jason is saying he's crying. He's saying there's blood everywhere, and I don't know what happened. And Mark is saying, like, he's giving a lot of detail, and that is usually what happens when the guilty party is the one making the 911 call. Yeah, he's giving, like, a lot of detail and not enough emotion, according to Mark. And yeah. I just want to say, just in general, yeah. here's something that we don't don't really hear from law enforcement when this type of thing happens. Like they are acting or anyone, just yeah. any like talking head or prosecutor or whatever. Like they're acting like a son finding his mother's dead body is a totally normal thing. Uh -huh. Like there's zero acknowledgement that maybe the person is freaked out and traumatized. Like they're assuming that the Jasons of the world are yeah. a total sound mind. You know, I had this experience today. I was noting this episode sitting at our kitchen table and Steve walked in and I had my headphones. He had been out of the house. I thought he was at the office and he walked in and it scared yeah. me to, and it made me realize that when people are like attacked in their own homes like say Mr. Pelosi or whatever uh -huh. like you are not acting as though like it's not a fair fight for a of number course. of reasons but like it is so fucking instantly terrifying yes. you're just completely disoriented right and so like to that point so they're assuming that the Patricks and the yeah. Jasons of yeah. the world are of total sound mind and are rational and then they're judging them on the fact that they're not exactly and that's a little like yeah I don't know what I would do but he also says that she's he like tells the cops right away he's attempting to introduce that she uh, had been dead for two hours when he had a solid alibi. Two hours earlier, Jason Carter was seen on video at a grain elevator, but Agent Ludwig remained suspicious. She's been dead for two hours, which is a very weird thing for a person who didn't kill her to know. And they're saying that, like, we will go on to find out that that lines up with a, a direct alibi for him. Right. Where exactly two hours prior, he's seen on video buying grain somewhere too far away to have gotten there within enough time to, like, do the murder. Right. I don't know where the two hours, like, what would... What would make him think to say that? Yeah. I mean, it's a point in the, like, maybe he's guilty favor. Yes. But... But 
Detective Mark thinks Jason is guilty, not only because of that, but because of his, quote, torrid extramarital affair. Okay, first of all, the only person we hear the word torrid from is the narrator. Yeah. Let's not editorialize on how great it was. Right, like, uh, who knows? You know what I mean? <laughs> but, like, the cops are very, like, Jason didn't tell the cops about that. So they're like, that's also suspicious and makes him a murderer. So the thing is, it is wild. It is like, the Scott Peterson of it all is all I could think about. Mm. Where, like, even if Jason didn't do it, the cops, they find, like, a secret phone in the hood of his truck in like a contraption that makes the car run and we see a picture of it. Also a second phone, Jason. I know, I know. Especially because like good. we've already met Jason and his wife is sitting right next to him. So well, we'll get to that in just a second. I but, was gonna but say I, she's-, she's right here and I, and I like her and we'll get to her. Well I kind of, we'll get to her okay. in a sec. The point is if you're out there having affairs, I'm not judging you but like if somebody in your family goes up missing and you find the body and you're having an affair, history in true crime just tells us everyone's gonna look at you. Yeah, definitely don't call them from a vigil and lie about it. No. That's one thing to definitely not Ahem. do. But you know, Mark's point is that like they just thought I was a dirty, no good liar because I was having an affair. Yeah, a liar and a cheat and the only So I would lie about right? anything. But yeah, reminder, Jason is being interviewed about this while sitting next to the woman he cheated on. Yeah, but J- he's being interviewed like on camera with the wife. They're at their like breakfast nook. Exactly. Table. They're and like I got sitting a lot at the of same questions. table. And her name is Shelly. So Jason yeah. and Shelly get hauled in for questioning and that's when the cops tell Shelly about the affair. Yeah. And my response to Shelly and all of this is that I like her very much. Yeah. I just like Shelly. And she's like, in the moment now, she's describing the moment of learning that Jason was having an affair. Sitting next to Jason, Jason is crying and he's looking away. He like can't look at her. And she just says like, more than anything, it was heartbreaking and disappointing. And yeah. I said, I want to marry her. Like she's, yeah. she's so honest and open and vulnerable in this moment. And also like, there's been a murder. Her yeah. mother-in-law is murdered. So on top of all of that, and the thing that is so shitty, we're going to learn the cops are using this affair against Jason and her. And right. we'll get to that in a second. So, God, these fucking cops have no, like, they're really this bad. guy's mom just died. It was murdered. And the wife just found out that he's cheating. Like, can everyone have a little fucking humanity? And sometimes that's relevant. Yes. Here, it's not. It doesn't seem like, to be. And does that make Jason not the best guy? I mean, who not? That, that right. is absolutely a, a thing, maybe. But this really has nothing to do with the murder of his mother. So Jason's in an interview room down the hall and they say he's starting what would turn out to be an almost 11 hour interview at which I just keep thinking like ask for a lawyer. Oh my God, Jason. And then not only does he not say the magic word. Yeah. Lawyer, by yeah. the way. Everyone, yeah. just to be clear. <laughs> the magic word is lawyer. Place, right? <laughs> lo- yeah, fuck please. Fuck please. I want a lawyer. Yes. You don't say may I please have. No. You say I want one. It is your yes. right. He agrees to a polygraph. So Jason could walk out at any time. Yeah. He stayed for 11 hours and he took a polygraph. He didn't have to do either of those he things. He calls the polygraph the gizmo. I said, oh shit, like gremlins? Right. <laughs> he goes, I was sitting there, they put the gizmo on me, and I'm like, you don't? So he takes the polygraph, then we go back to Shelly's room where investigator Mark... Mark Ludwig threatened me. And he told me that if I didn't get on the bus, that he was going to make sure I was under the bus. And I started to say to myself, something's terribly wrong here. Basically saying he cheated on you. He's a bad, awful, bad right. person. He clearly killed his mom. You need to agree with this or else we're going to basically implicate you in it too. And Shelly, let the fucking women do the work, has the wherewithal and the presence of mind to be like, I realized in that moment something really bad was happening here. And I just want to ask us all to remember, she's dealing with, as you said, the death of her mother-in-law. The brutal murder of her mother-in-law. The brutal murder. You know what I mean? And Which the- is different than like she was sick for a long time. Totally. You know what I mean? Yep. And the fact that she just learned that her husband has been fucking cheating 
cheating on her to the degree of having a secret phone in the fucking the second phone I hidden mean, in the trunk. So she's this woman, Shelly, is able to compartmentalize right. all of this in a way I would not be able to. Right. But I'd be like, put him in. He did it. Put it. Put him in. Where's the electric chair? Forever. Can I march forever. him to it? Yeah. So here's another example of why Detective Mark is so bad at his job. Yeah. So we're watching him administer this polygraph with Jason, and Mark is it's asking. Unreal. Jason a ton of questions and Jason is answering them very calmly he's giving yes or no answers and Mark so he keeps telling Jason not to do things that Jason isn't actually doing because it's like what's your name Mark okay whatever Mark goes do you know for a fact who hurt your mom do you positively know who did this no well according to the test you do well that damn thing is wrong it's not wrong it is too it's not this again, look, Jason, I'm going to need you to stop speculating, okay? <laughs> I, I know! I'm going to say this for the I last know. time. I don't I care know. about your opinion or your theory. I just want a yes or no answer, okay? Right, right. One more time, Jason, do you know for a fact who hurt your mom? And Jason's like, no. no. Right. And Mark's like, was that so hard, Jason? Finally. <laughs> like, what is this guy trying to do? <laughs> and so this is where the episode takes a little bit of a turn for me. Yeah. And I don't really know what's happening because Jason is out. He's like in his kitchen with his wife doing his interview. His dad is somewhere else. And the dad, it cuts to the dad and the we dad's get like, like a quick detour yeah, about family the, dynamics. The dad goes, look, you got to understand he was my son. He was my favorite son. Oh, oh. <laughs> And he's like, I, it, I, you know, I wanted to go into business with him someday. And I, I'm like, Bill, you don't say that. You have two other kids. You realize that your other children are probably going to watch this, Bill. He was my favorite son. And I'm like, Jason is six years old. Why couldn't you have gone into business with him? I Well, we'll get there. I do remember, like, I only have one kid who I love with my entire heart. Yeah. So, if, I, like, I can't imagine how that works when you have another one. Right. So, when my sister had her second kid, I went, what's it like to love that one half as much? Right. <laughs> you know? What'd she say? She was like. Did she spill? <laughs> Because seriously, how does that work? I just really don't understand how you can love another kid as much as you love the first one. And I'm not saying you don't. Obviously, you do. But like, you're just saying that's how much you love Daisy. Exactly. I hear you. Thank you so much. You're not saying I, anything I've bad. I've talked myself into a quarter. Yeah, you haven't said anything bad. So I, <laughs> Are we good? I, I understand. Wait, am I strapped into the polygraph machine? No. Okay. Liar. No, I would never. Can you imagine? But so Jason, to the shock of absolutely no one, failed the polygraph, right? He, quote, showed deception. And it's also just like, prove to me that he failed it. You know what I mean? Number one, you're getting him all worked up by telling him he's not answering the question right when he's doing exactly what you said. And calmly, yes. And also, like, we are to believe that he failed it just because the cop says so. No one shows us, like, how to read the results or whatever. Yeah, the needle went. Right, right, right. (laughs) Right. Also, there's got to be a better way at this point, no? Well, there's got to be a better way for a lot of things. Because, yeah. like, the cops are now trying to double down. And they're going to, like, gaslight Jason into confessing. Yeah. And I don't know how to fix it. But, right. like, we can't do this anymore. No, because they're screaming at him, saying the same things over and over again. Without a lawyer present. Without an attorney, Jason goes, that lie detector was a crock of shit. Okay, I walked in and found my mom dead. And that's it, Jason, period. That's not true. That is the truth. It's not true, Jason. That is to the truth. It's not true, Jason. We need to get past that, and we need to get to what the truth is. I'm telling you the yeah, truth, the god-awful truth. I'm telling you the truth. not telling me the truth, Jason. Yes, I am. They are screaming at each other, this back and forth. They're basically like, is not, is too, is not, I have is too. That thing is wrong. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Is yes, it too. Is. They are screaming at each other like children. And this is all on camera. Jason calls Mark the devil. Detective I, Mark the devil. Listen, he literally says, if you keep blaming me, I guarantee both of you are going to go to hell. At one point, 
mind. He goes, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> I know. And I'm just thinking, because Mark, Mark is truly offended by that statement. And he goes, well, you condemning me to hell isn't going to change the facts of what occurred. This is an area or this is a kind of people where these sorts of insults really mean something. Right. And Mark has to be really certain to be clear with Jason and God and the devil. He's not going to hell because he thinks he knows the truth. Because he says, well, Jason, I'm just going to keep telling you that you did it because right. you did. And I also want to say, like, Mark is bad at his job, but he's also bad at berating people into confessing. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. If you're going to be that garbage cop, show me what she got. Like, right. he just keeps but saying, like, yes, you did, yes, you did, yes, you did. This again? He's got nothing on him. There's no evidence. But the thing is, he's also not acting like the clock is ticking because exactly. Jason can walk out at any moment. So I'm not saying I wish that Jason was berated and tortured, like, emotionally more than he was. He, I'm right. just saying Mark is bad all across the board. Yeah, and, and Jason is doing that thing that people who sometimes do eventually falsely confess is doing, where he's thinking, if I just stay here and don't put up a fight, they're eventually going to believe me. Yeah. So we get a little bit more about the crime scene where Shirley was found. It's the home where Shirley and Bill live together. And we're told that one of the first things that Jason, the son who found his mom, told his dad, Somebody's robbed you. And when I went into my office, all my drawers had been pulled out and dumped. Just dumped. They hadn't went through anything. They were just dumped. So it looks robbed, but it wasn't actually robbed. Like nothing had been taken. There was stuff dumped all over the floor, but there was nothing missing. The mom's purse was on a high chair for one of the grandkids. There's like a bunch of cash and credit cards in the purse, yeah. but but nothing was taken from there. So Detective Mike is saying it looks like a staged scene. And something I don't understand is Wouldn't that- would you just rob it anyway? Like yeah. take the 140 bucks in cash if at least to make it look like exactly. a robbery? Make it look exactly. like a robbery. But also everyone is really confused about how Jason knows the details that the house was robbed. Yeah. Detective Marcus, like, well, only the killer would know because the killer would have been the one to stage this. And I'm like, no. no the place is ransacked. And, like, if you find your mom dead on the kitchen floor, I don't know how I would react, but maybe he's running through the house making sure the killer's not still sure. there. yeah. And that's how he saw that the house had been ransacked. To me, it looks like it from the moment you walked in. It, but I, I don't know. Right. Like, and it's not a very big house. All the crime scene photos that we're forced to see a thousand times, exactly, like, it just looked messy. Detective Marcus using this as evidence that Jason is guilty because J how would Jason have known the house was ransacked unless he did it himself. I don't understand the logic there. Right. But I also don't understand whoever did this, why they left the credit cards, why they left the cash, why they didn't actually I mean, rob the place. They, maybe they left in a hurry. Who I knows? Mean, maybe I they were looking so. for something specific. Maybe. You know? Yeah. Who knows? So there are some more things that the cops didn't like about what Jason said. How was Jason Carter able so quickly to discover a bullet hole in the floor and another one in the refrigerator? You know what? I've done this a very long time. And you're right. People do react with disbelief and stuff when they find a body like that. You know what they don't do? They don't survey a crime scene and start telling me where bullet holes are at, Jason. That's what they don't do. Jason told them about bullet holes that he found at the scene, that they didn't like that he knew that, and that he thinks the murder weapon was a gun missing from his father's gun safe. Yeah. And the gun was missing. And the, the gun, gun was missing. And the detective is saying that, like, when you find your mother dead, you're not investigating the scene for bullet holes, you know? So, like, yeah. it's weird that you would have seen that, and it's weird that you would have told me, but I'm also like, but also if you're the murderer, aren't you also not going to help the detectives by pointing out where the gunshots Sometimes were? Sometimes they like to help. I guess. I don't know. It's just, it's like. It could go, I hear what you're saying. It could go either way at this Exactly. Point. Also, we're seeing Detective Mike telling this, like, in a deposition or, like, on the stand oh. at some point. He's doing that post-lunch burping thing. Oh, he where is? He's got the heartburn burps oh, on the stand. It's so fucking gross. Mark is so bad at everything. Men, just, like, women Men. would never do that. Why? 
or men. Right. <laughs> but now, speaking of women, after 11 hours, because the cops are getting all this information after they're badgering Jason for 11 hours, Shelly kicks the door open and puts an end to the whole conversation so, yeah, after we, 11 hours. We learn that Shelly eventually says, like, I'm not taking the bait. I'm not, just because he cheated on me, I'm not going to agree that he killed his mom. And if you don't get me in there right now, I'm going in there. So we see this phone call where she actually, like, calls his phone and they let him take the call. And he's just, like, been browbeaten for 11 hours. Right. Now his wife is yelling Who at him. just learned in an interrogation that he was cheating yeah. on her. But we do hear him say that he's like, I don't want to go because I don't have anything to hide. Right. And like, no. he's just not getting that. They're never going to accept this. They're going to continue to do this to you until you admit to it just to get out of he's there. He's never watched a single episode of Dateline. Or, or listen to this podcast. Or listen to this podcast. But Shelly says like to us sitting next to her husband or Jason or whoever he is to her now, I guess they're still together. I never had my doubts about Jason's involvement with his mom. Now, did I have doubts about our marriage? Oh, you're not kidding. Doubts about our marriage? Absolutely, I, I did. <laughs> and the thing is, she's saying, like, again, she uses the disappointment word, which she's one of the moms who would be like, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Ouch. And it would really hurt. But also, like, fucking Jason. I know. You know what I mean? It is disappointing. And she's saying, look, I could have been the scorned wife, but, like, that's what Mark Ludwig, the fucking detective, wanted me right. to be. I was raised to do the right thing, and yes, I, he cheated on me, and I don't know what's going to become of us, but I also know that he didn't kill his mother. Right. To which I'm also kind of like, but how, Shelly? But also, what's the right thing? to just like stay in a marriage that's bad for you? What I, kind of well, right thing are we talking here? Right, we're, we're dealing with like two separate things. Right. I think what, what she's saying is that she's able to identify that Detective Mark is trying to use of course. her pain against her and she's not going to let that happen. No, and he really thought that that was a lock. Like yeah. he really thought he could manipulate Shelly. Because I said to her, I was, she goes, I said to her, you just said you love Shelly. You were I like, love, I said to her. I, like, I said you guys to her. I said martinis. <laughs> I do like Shelly. Without me. She said, so it wouldn't be right for me to be a scorned wife and make him pay by convicting him of his mother's death. And I said, yes, but what an opportunity you were handed, Shelly. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's like, I'll deal with him on my own time. Exactly. Right. my own <laughs> way. I'm going to make his I... life a psychological living hell. <laughs> but honestly, and I think a lot of people might have taken the easy out, you know, the angry the out. The easy out, which is to just put him away for a murder he didn't commit. Yeah, or just be like, fuck it, I don't care about this guy. He cheated on me. Like, you sort it out yourself, you know? Man, am I thrilled to not be Shelly. I know. Honestly, like... Like, and I'm not saying that in a mean way. I'm just saying, like, this, everything she had to deal with, like, that. Like, instantaneously yeah. she had to deal with all these things. Yeah, and again, like, her ability to compartmentalize it all is amazing. Because I'm, Wild. you know, we always say there are people who are, like, old souls who've been here lots. And this is for sure my first spin around the globe. Right, right, right. Shelly is, like, an old soul. Shelly's been here once or twice, I yeah. think. Yeah, she's learned a couple lessons along Can Shelly, like, have fun next time? Yeah, exactly. Can we make sure, hey, goddess, can we make sure <laughs> Shelly, like, just has a grand old time? I know. So now we meet Mark number two, not Mark the cop. Now yeah. this is Bill the dad. Yeah. His lawyer is also named Mark because Bill hired a PI. Right. Up to this point in the episode, you think that the dad and Jason are all on the same side. No. And this is where we learn that Papa Bill fully believes that his son, Jason, his favorite. His favorite son. The one that he was going to go into business with actually did the murder. And that's why I say this is like a, an interesting episode. Because yeah. like, I didn't realize that was happening until this moment. Right. Right. So Bill explains why. Yes. Bill says that he caught Jason in this enormous lie. That Jason was all about that missing rifle from the gun safe. Remember, that was the thing that the cops didn't like that he said that he like thought that maybe the murder weapon was this missing gun that ended up actually being missing. Yes. Jason apparently said I didn't even know he had a damn gun safe till just recently. Well, I knew that was a lie. Because I knew they had gotten it for me for Christmas. 
A photograph would later be found of Jason and his then-toddler son assembling the gun safe for him on Christmas morning. He gave it to his dad for Christmas. Now, we see Jason say the, I didn't even know they had a gun safe in his interrogation. We don't know when that was. That could have been hour number 10. Yeah. You know what I mean? That he's just broken down and he's exhausted and saying anything. Like, we don't know when that was. Yeah. But it is a lie. It's a lie. And according to Bill, the dad, Jason and his wife lie constantly. Constantly. So why do you want to go to business with him? And why is he your favorite son? Now I'm kind of looking at you, Shirley. I'm like, oh, I definitely do want to go for drinks at the grain silo. That's the gay club right down. Of course it is. (laughs) The grains, you get it? It's like whole grain alcohol. No, I get it. Oh, the shots are, the shots are strong at the grain silo. And it'll say, we're not in Kansas anymore. Because oh! you're not? Totally. You're in Iowa? Oh, that's a good one. Do you think Kansas and Iowa like jokes like that? Probably, Probably not. Probably not, right? No. Okay. I think, well... I mean it with love. It's, I, it's yes. all gay stuff. <laughs> Right. The problem. Any association with gay. gay. I don't. Right. Not- Someone comes out of the closet one year ago, suddenly everyone's a little gay. Tiny, teeny, tiny okay. bit. Okay. Does that mean we're Can- all a little straight? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> Nobody wants that energy from me. Kansas, you, know what I mean? you have the Wizard of Oz, you yeah. have to deal with the gay stuff. I, I didn't make the rules, okay? You have Judy Garland, you have the, the yeah. Wizard of Oz, like, enough. Sure, you're right. Come on. You're right. When you're right, you're right. <laughs> I should, right, I have the note here. Dad says, Jason and the wife lie constantly, which made it easy for me to tell the truth. To which I said, what is happening? What is ha- I have I'm, what is happening about I'm 10 times confused, in my notes. I'm very confused, because this is when we start to realize that Dad and Jason are on the opposite sides of this thing. But who's on the same side? Bill the dad and Mark the bad cop team up to come up with a motive together. That shouldn't be allowed. No, and the dad, now the dad is pointing to his other own evidence beyond the gun safe. He's saying And more troubling to him, Bill Carter wondered how his son seemed to know right away that morning that Shirley Carter had been shot twice. There was no way you would know that unless you did it. And then I knew that he did it. I knew he did it. Or hired it done. One or the other. Only the killer would have known that. I don't know about that. I, well, A, we don't know if it's true that he told his dad that. Right, we, right, you right, know, right. How memory is fallible. We don't know what was said to who, when. Right. If he, in fact, did say that, that is a weird thing for him to have said. But wouldn't you see? Like, what if they were like, asked? You, how do you know there's not more, like, I don't mean to speak, like, weirdly of the dead, but there could be more bullets in the back or places that you're not seeing. If it happened, yeah. then it is weird, but we don't know that it happened. Yeah. But now the motive. Here's the motive, everyone, yeah. that Bill the dad and Mark the bad cop came up with. Jason just had to kill his mom because she was going to run her trap and tell Shelly about the affair. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> Wait a Wait, second. Your genuine look of confusion about this. <laughs> because what? what they're saying is Jason had to kill his mom so that she wouldn't tell the father uh-huh. about the affair. Wait, which is to the assume... The father, not Shelly? A, and B, that's to assume that the mom knew about the affair, which we don't know that she did. Right. Like... Wait, and, the, so, and she would tell not his wife. That's not what he who he's concerned about. Right. Like if you're gonna say Jason had to kill his mother so that she wouldn't talk about the affair. Yeah. Le- period. Right. Leave that. Don't say like so that she wouldn't tell the dad. No, right. it's the wife that would actually be motive for murder. But maybe the, if that even the meant dad anything. goes one step further to say I think he meant to kill both of us. I do. I think he was going to club me with something and then put a gun in my mouth. And then put a gun in my mouth. But so Bill, he was the, what are you talking about? I then know. why didn't he wait until, like, I know. your mother was home alone? Right. Why didn't he just, like, Bill, what are you saying? Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> 
It doesn't make, I love, I could see the ellipses yeah, in that sentence. Because we also learned that, like, at this time, like, in the in the months or weeks after the mom's death, like, the dad and the son are still talking, but the dad is slowly starting to turn on him. Thanks then, to Mark the bad cop. Right, right. Right. And then at one point, the dad shows up at Jason's farm, and he's like, just to let you know, I've got it all figured out. Right. So all the while, Mark is trying to work on the criminal investigation. The dad does not have time to wait for this anymore. Right. A year goes by. Yeah. Bill gets impatient. He files a civil suit against his favorite son, Jason. Yeah, I, I wrote, Bill sues Jason in civil court for the wrongful death of Shirley Carter. And I said, this is bananas. I did not see this coming from a mile away. But also, more bananas, Bill thinks it's real incriminating that Jason thinks a trial about murdering his own mother is going to ruin his life. Right. Bill's like, <laughs> yeah. he was not happy that I was accusing him of murder. And I think that's real suspicious. Yeah. And like, what? like at every turn, to me, it seems like Jason is doing the right thing. We see his deposition. <laughs> I have Jason, who's never met a baseball cap, he didn't want to wear when discussing his mother's murder on camera is now being deposed. I mean, when you, f- I'm not even making a joke. When you find a look that works, you just stick with it. You know what I mean? I agree. You think I'm ever going to stop wearing this Patrick Liberty t-shirt that I Never. got for Obsessed I- I've seen you every day this week. You've I mean, worn it every day. I, well, I do have like five. That's I what I mean. It. You go into our own merch closet. I, <laughs> I know. It's like Cher from Clueless, only it's the same exact outfit every right, time. every single day. Or it's just our merch shirt. Just, see, I'm, I'm the gay podcasting Steve Jobs. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> At least he didn't say Elizabeth Holmes. No, oh God. But in this deposition, I just feel like Jason is serving exactly what we want. He's serving emotion. He's yeah. serving memories. He's describing finding his mom. But but Jason's dad and the cops think- Jason came across to us in the civil trial as number one, highly insincere, and number two, uh, very shifty. Very shifty. <laughs> shifty? Yeah, I don't know. And, but So Jason's defense has another story. Yes. They're saying the cops are going to try to leverage the civil suit into a criminal charge because the cops were all there, quote, taking notes. And that's exactly what ends up happening. And that does sometimes happen. And, like, um, maybe that's good in cases where we think that, like, the murderer is going to get away with it. I just don't think that's what's happening here. They also say that, like, and we know this, a civil trial has a way lower standard of proof. Like, it has to be beyond a reasonable doubt right. in a federal court or a right. state court. In a Civil court, it just has to be 51%. Well, that's why... If you like, mostly believe he did it or didn't do it. Right. That's why, like, Nicole Brown's family yes. did the civil suit after the murder trial of OJ, which, you know, of course, OJ's not going to pay a penny of that yeah, civil suit. But that's why sometimes... At least they have something on the record that this guy did it, you know? Yeah. But this civil jury convicts him within two hours. He's found responsible in order to pay $10 million. Yes. And then Jason goes... Uh, I kind of figured everything was going to go to hell from there. And it did. And it and did. It did. <laughs> Yeah, we know. I mean, oh Pretty my God. downward spiral Except from minute that, like, one of this thing. Jason is sitting at a coffee table right now telling us the whole story, so it didn't go that bad. Right. So after he loses the civil suit, criminal charges are brought against him because obviously. Yeah. And so the voiceover says, Jason's nemesis, bad oh, cop Mark, made sure he was the one to handcuff Jason I in know. front of his teenage son. And then according to Jason, as Mark is putting him in the cop car, he says, I've been waiting two and a half years to do this. Do you have anything to say, you pussy? <laughs> Please. I just said that word. You, and we made eye contact. <laughs> I don't like that I said that How word. How did that was, feel for it you? It was not good. Was I not feel great. uncomfortable. And I was when I was writing it this morning, I was like, which one of us is going to say that? You did. You I took it. I said it. I'm off the hook. I don't like that word. Not in this context, no, especially. Yikes. Exactly. Oh. I said, you can say the P word on TV, and then I realized it was Hulu. <laughs> 
ad-free. Exactly. But we learn that if he's found guilty in the criminal trial, he'll be sentenced to prison for the rest of his life, no chance of parole. And he almost took a plea deal, like five years and that's it, and Shelly stepped in and said, absolutely (laughs) not. Shelly, for sure, is running the show in that house because he's saying, like, look, and I get it, Jason, like, you put your faith in a jury of 12 Uh who, like, you don't know if they're paying attention or if they even give a shit. Not a single person has watched a single second of any true crime documentary. I know. Because I would always take a bench trial. You know, that's my, you, they, they say you can choose a bench trial, which means you don't get a jury, the judge just just decides. But, you know, he's saying, like, that five years is looking pretty good to him. But, yeah, Shelly is, she says, and I quote, hell no. Because she's like, no way in hell. Because Jason already spent five days in jail. And I said to him, you're not going to spend another day, not one more day, in jail or prison for something you didn't do. Your mom wouldn't be okay with it. I'm not okay with it. You're coming home to us. Five days, Shelley. Watch an episode of Dateline once in your life. But anyway, the trial starts, and now the cheating motive is now out the window. This is where we get some good, interesting information. We learn that the family farm that the mom and the dad own is worth $6 million. Right. So once the prosecution learns about that, they're like, yeah. cheating, schmeating. Right. Cheating's out the window, and now it's about how Jason was going to kill both of his parents for the farm— Six million bucks. Because, and they're like, well, why would he have to kill them? Why not just work with them? And then when they die, inherit it. And there's like this whole 15 witnesses come in to say that Jason called his mom the B word a hundred times. Right. And they and just, like, hated, hated each her. other. And yeah. It wasn't. But meanwhile, the dad was like, no issues ever. Right. So which one is it? Yeah. And it, the, the truth is definitely somewhere in the middle. But like, I guess if the mom knew about the affair, maybe that's why he hates his mom, quote unquote. I guess. You know, I don't know. So Bill, the dad, takes the stand, testifying yeah. against his favorite son. <laughs> Not anymore, I guess. No, and we learned that, like, according to the dad... Jason, at the time of the murder, was deeply in debt. Bill was interested in farming with Jason to try to help him out. Shirley was dead set against it and did not want Bill and Jason to be farming together. And so Shirley was really the person standing in the way of the solution to Jason's financial problems. The mom was dead set against the dad helping Jason out. So maybe that's why he hated the mom and had to kill her. Like she was the person standing in the way of him getting out of this $100,000 debt. Yeah. So the defense, however, swoops in. They have some surveillance footage that they say proves Jason's innocence. But I kind of agree with this. So we see Jason on surveillance video at a grain silo. He's doing farm stuff. Doing farm stuff between 9 and 10 a.m. And so, like, his attorney is saying there's no way he could have been home when she was killed. And they get a medical examiner up there to back up the time of death. The defense's medical examiner is saying she was dead before 10.30 a.m., right? Like yeah. They're saying the time of death was before 10.30 a.m., which means he couldn't have done it because he was too far away. Right. There's surveillance footage proving this. Exactly. Exactly. And the prosecution puts up their own medical examiners, but nobody refutes that. Right. So I'm just saying, like, he couldn't have done it. Right. And then another thing is the prosecution just keeps changing their motive over and over again. Right. Because then in a shocking twist, the bad cop, Mark, yeah. takes the stand for, for the, the defense. defense. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> so now... And the, and the defense attorney says, I just want to point out, I've never been in a case where the lead investigator doesn't testify for the prosecution. The prosecution never called him because they know there's some shit that's going to make Jason look innocent. So the defense calls him. What the defense wanted to show was a failure by Ludwig and others to follow up on tips from local residents. 
that three area men with long criminal records had killed Shirley Carter during a botched robbery. Detective Mark was getting tons and tons of tips from local residents that there were three area men with long criminal records who killed Shirley Carter during a botched robbery. At least a dozen people told right. him that. And the cops ignored all of that. And we have Mark on the stand yeah. saying, oh, yeah, by noon, the day of the murder, we yeah. knew it was a robbery gone wrong. Yeah, <gasps> I know. And it's like, this is a small town. This is the kind of place where people talk and people know. And at the very least, this is what happened with the Adnan Syed case. Right. At the very least, officially rule them out. Right. He never, he got laser focused on Jason because Jason was cheating and he doesn't approve of that. Of course. And bada bing, here we are. And it's easier because Jason's in the room. Right, and exactly. Like, right. these three guys. And like, the cheating means we can get the wife to turn on him. This is going to be Easy. so we'll be home by dinner. Oh my God, 501. <laughs> but then we get all of these clips of Mark on the stand. I don't know. I don't recall. <laughs> Not to my knowledge. I'm very confused. <laughs> At one point he says, this is a quote. I've done a lot of super stuff in my career and during interviews and so I'd hope I wouldn't have done that. I've done a lot of stupid stuff in my career. <laughs> He's like, I honestly I hope I wouldn't have done it, but I to know. be totally honest with you, you never know with me, everyone. I'm goddamn terrible at my job. <laughs> he actually says, I've done a lot of stupid stuff. It's unbelievable. Mark, what is happening? So then there's this whole, like, will he or won't he? Is Jason going to take the stand or not? And the thing is, initially he was going to because yeah. he, like, says he didn't do it. I pretty much believe him. And he wanted to get up there and defend himself. But the defense thinks their case is so strong that Mark is such a fucking moron. Moron, well, that fucking Jason doesn't even need to take the stand. I mean, that the guy can't remember a goddamn thing about anything and now admits I know. that. I, come on, I'm Mark. Just, you know what? I've been really bad at this for a I've long been time. Doing, oh, I'm terrible at this. <laughs> Isn't that something? It's like that Sell gay guy job. in New York who was a farmer for a minute. <laughs> then I'm going to have a pension and everything. <laughs> oh, except for life. <laughs> what are you guys doing on the jury? <laughs> Dummies. What do you have, like real jobs? <laughs> what do you have to be held accountable for shit? That's a bunch of losers. <laughs> See whatever I want. Fucking bunch of losers. <laughs> so Fucking dummies. The defense and the prosecution rest. They're going to closing arguments, and the judge says, and I quote, Ladies and gentlemen, that means the evidence is done. Uh, as the saying goes, it's all over but the shouting. It's all over but the shouting. Okay. To which I say, Your Honor, please let us handle the comedy. Your Honor, please. Your Honor, please. Your Honor, this You're is a murder trial. Don't make jokes. For the love of God, Don't, Your Honor. Jesus Christ. Right. And so the defense is just saying, like, this is, was about building a case against Jason, not actually looking into the other leads and the tips. And they say there's no fingerprints and there's no weapon. Now, the jury also doesn't hear about the failed polygraph exam or yeah. whatever. The jury is not allowed to know about the affair. And they get a limited understanding of Jason's financial circumstances. So they're not given all of the evidence that the prosecution was using for motive. Right. And because there are no forensics, like you said, but you know what they do see? Jason Jason an hour away at the time of death. Exactly. Well, so the stuff right. they do see is yeah. kind of like open and shut, you know? You know, my only thing about that is that like, how accurate is the time of death? Like, that, we don't I mean, know that how don't accurate know. that is. But they they also didn't have anyone refute it, which I think is a big and point And even too. the prosecution couldn't get anybody to refute it. Because, so that is a big deal. Like, just have someone say, uh, it was at noon. Uh-huh. Right? Noon, is that it? Yeah, just, and like, you the know? 12 to 15 people that told the police, like, we know who did it, it's those three guys, right. you know? Right. And where are those guys? Can right. we look into them a little bit? Honestly, so the jury deliberates for two hours. We get Mark's own defense attorney who says he was really nervous and I told him not to overreact. I was like, I'm not hiring you. No. The one thing you can expect out of me is to be held in contempt if I am ever wrongfully convicted. Yeah, don't tone police, 
subject. <laughs> please, please. Like, at my fucking defense trial for the murder I didn't do, please don't tell me how to behave. Come on. You know what I mean? I do. I do know. <laughs> I, don't know. I really Would do. Would you be there like in the background every single day? In the background? I'm just saying, oh, are you on the defense team? Oh, probably. Are you asking me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Will you be on my, on my team? I would love to. Oh, I love how you grabbed your... <laughs> yeah. If I ever get falsely charged with a murder, you'll be on my defense team? Absolutely. I, lo- I Because love I'm that. really good at Googling You're not going to do stuff. the thing with your hair again? I, I don't know what I did. What did I do? <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yes, I'm very good at Googling. I will help. I will yeah. do like administrative work. This is Jillian. She's my Googler. <gasps> Googler with a G. <gasps> I'm doing it. I'm very, you know, I'm very good at, yeah, at the gook. Absolutely. Okay, great. Happy. Actually, I hope this never happens. I don't no, know why I hope it never I'm happens like, too. like flirting <laughs> with this idea. I hate this idea. Let's never talk about it again. No, I, I never, I no, never want to be on no, your no, defense no, team because totally. I never wanted to get that far. That's all. So the jury is out for two hours. I prepared Jason for the worst possible verdict and made some requests that he not overreact if he got a negative verdict. Form of verdict number one, we the jury find Jason Carter not guilty. He's not guilty. And Jason and his wife want to actually solve the case. Yeah. So they have like these new investigators. And I, speaking of Googing, yeah. Jason's been trying to overturn the verdict of the civil case and he just keeps getting denied. Yeah. And, and he's like suing his brother that we never meet. I know. And I, his dad. I looked it up. I was hoping that there would be some sort of familial resolution. Like no. Papa Bill, I don't think Jason did this. No. You know? But it's too late now. He was your favorite son. Not anymore. My God. <laughs> I know. Bill, for someone who's been married to the same person for 52 years, you really turned on a dime loyalty wise. When it came to your son, not a question asked, nothing, just straight to poop murder. <laughs> totally. All right, Bill, don't get on your bad side. Oh, girl, we did it. We did. We're episode nine of Killer Cases. Yeah, we're almost done. Wife. One yeah. more. One more to go next. That week. means it's almost Christmas. I know. Oh my goodness, Christmas <gasps> is next week. That means. Fam, join us on the Patreon. You get all of these extra bonus episodes, over 350, all of our video content, including the live show from Obsessed Fest, the live class action park from Boston, the panels from Obsessed Fest. There's all of our old live shows. Yeah, like the latest live show we did at Obsessed Fest to like our very, very first one. Oh my, wouldn't that be fun to go watch the one that we did like at Obsessed Fest and then go back and watch the very first one? We did the green room. For anyone else but me. Yes. Yes, I know, I know. (laughs) Well, because the one at Obsessed Fest, 1,500 people sold out. The one at the green room, the very first one we did, like 112 people we were sold like, out. Let's just see if anyone will come. I know. Let's just see. At least we'll be local. We'll be it's on the true. west side. We'll be in Midtown, so uh, we can just go drink if it all goes great. to shit. That's exactly what happened. Oh my god. All right. Well, that's all. That's it. Follow us on the TikTok. Join the Facebook group. There's so much fun stuff happening in there. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you next week back in Iowa. Yeah. We love you. Okay. We love you. Bye. 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 Not sure I'd be loved in Iowa. Um, I think parts of it. Okay. Not all Iowans. Iowa definitely like did the gay marriage thing very early. So I, you know what? I put my own foot in my mouth. Yeah, I was big on the uh, on the, the election gays. on the the campaign trails, right? Iowa. I guess. Right. Okay. Okay. Great. <laughs> Wait, that wasn't the gremlin's name. What was the gremlin's actual name? Gizmo. Was it Gizmo? That was the bad gremlin, right? Uh, what was the cute gremlin's name? Gizmo? I think Gizmo was the kid. No, and, and Stripe was the bad one. Stripe? Yeah. That's not a very evil sounding name. Who cares? Who cares? I don't have time. Oklahoma, where the wind comes waving down the rain. Oklahoma, where the wave is. Spell it. O K L A H O M A. Oklahoma! I was going to say, I was going to say, get me the button at the end. I was going to say, can you spell it without singing it? Because I probably can't. 
I'd hear it. Okay. Well, but whenever I do get Oklahoma, if I ever have to write it out, it's always an exclamation point because that's what it is on the show art. Like the name of the show is Oklahoma exclamation point. Right. What was the last time you wrote down Oklahoma? I don't know. But anytime I do. (laughs) Those three times you had to write Oklahoma in your life. God damn it. That exclamation point was there. I love that. Uh. 